0: With about 60,000 tracks uploaded daily on Spotify alone, it's easy for anyone to get lost in the mix. So let's try to reverse the odds of being found. My guests are from the creative and business side of the music scene. We talk about what inspires them, their process, and the practical steps they've been taking to get noticed. I'm Saina, your host. Welcome to the show. On today's episode, I talk with Bina. Bina talks to me about her most recent project, This Is Not a Film, as well as the most important aspect to writing that she looks forward to continuing on her journey. After several gigs over the last few months, she's settled down to write again. And as she says, feel. Let's get to Bina's story. Hey, Bina, how are you? I'm good. How are you? yeah i'm all right i know you've you've been busy at work <laughs> oh i've been out here i'm
1: just yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a balancing act i've been a, yeah yeah have been running up and down well thank today. you
0: for talking to me and no, um yeah Expert. i'm excited to hear what you've been up to yeah so you've been doing a lot of shows i have i have yeah tell me tell me what you've been up to
1: yeah, most of the year, like since everything opened up, I've been doing a lot of shows in London, a couple of shows outside of London as well. So it's been really cool to be, you know, like back on the road. But it's also been nice, like this month, to kind of simmer down a little bit.
0: Yeah, November I know was, how it is. Yeah,
1: November was so busy. Like I think November, I was in Manny, and then came back to London, did the shows in in Selfridges, and then before that, what did I do? I feel like I had like a good six shows that month. It was it was hectic. It was really that's good crazy. month. Though.
0: Yeah, it is hard to focus, isn't it? Like when you have just got the shows, you just all you're focusing is on those shows. So mm. When it comes to exactly. writing and other things, it's hard.
1: Yeah, like I've kind of got back into my writing bag a bit now, which has been good. Like I've yeah. been really like inspired creatively, but that's good. I also like after the shows, obviously, like winter came in. Well, winter came in a little bit before the shows. But I think I really noticed the change after the show stopped because obviously, or after the show's finished rather, because once I was less busy and you were waking up early, but it was still dark and then you had yeah, more time yeah. on your hands and then you, you and your thoughts in the winter, that combination, yeah, <laughs> it's a bit mad. <laughs> but um, oh, Comes around too quickly. Yeah, it just hits you in your face and it's like, hey. <laughs> it's a bit mad. But yeah, I'm back in terms Dude. of like kind of back to feeling like my normal self and feeling in the creative space like ready to kind of be open to ideas that come to me type of thing yeah it's been a busy year but i'm grateful for how it's gone definitely
0: so how did you get started with music
1: depends where you count from i suppose go
0: from the beginning the first memory
1: of music like oh whatever's <laughs> whatever, way whatever
0: got you started yeah
1: okay the first thing that got me started as as bina is um i was about 16 when I first went to the studio six I was about 16 17 I remember um someone recommended me a studio space my social worker I think recommended me like a studio space that was like near to me was like a drop in like huge studio kind of vibe started going there like every Monday while I was like doing my A-levels or whatever and I was supposed to be studying so I could do medicine because my parents are Nigerian and, you know, that's kind of what yeah. they w- wanted yeah. me to do. Yeah. So like I started going to studio and then, um, really enjoyed that. And also like at the time I was heavily like involved in a, in a theater group called Sounds Like Chaos. So like I was going to that quite a lot, was writing songs a little bit for like the shows and things. So I was like, Oh yeah, like this music thing is, is like. viable option for like an actual thing I can do. And like, obviously, because I could only go to the studio on Mondays, because that was the only day it was open. I was like, hmm, I need to get myself like some equipment. And I realized that kind of towards the end of my first year of AS levels, got myself some equipment and was like, okay, I'm going to just start recording at home because it gets a bit long wait until the following Monday to like create stuff. So I was like, yeah, if I record at home, then I can just run with whatever idea comes to me. So yeah, I suppose 2016 is the first time I set foot in studio. Oh, and before I started going to the youth studio, I think one of my friends like took me to like a home studio that he used to go to. Yeah, I suppose, yeah, I was about 16 when I started, but I put out my first single uh, a couple years after that. So I I was 18 when my first single dropped. That was Summer Breeze. And then, yeah, from then, like, I've just been doing the music thing. That's an extremely condensed story because yeah, honestly, yeah. If we go into the whole thing of me telling my parents I wanted to do music and, well, and all that stuff. But like, How was that? It, it wasn't too challenging because I wasn't like living with them. So it was easy. Oh, okay. it, yeah. They couldn't really have like a super like he- like iron fist for want of a better way. They couldn't really yeah. tell me to do anything. Like they could suggest stuff. Like I told my dad I was going to go to music college and he was like, oh, like, what about oh so you're not going to be a doctor I was like no he was like well (laughs) what about finance what about being a lawyer or something like I was like no I really want to do music and it's ironic because he like wanted to do music as well oh really and he used to make music when I was living with them at home but like he never put it out but I know he's like really passionate about music but kind of when you grow up like the upbringing that I've had and I think like a lot of like nigerian or just african kids have had is you know Mm. you gotta do medicine or law or something that's gonna get you a quick 40k you and look after yourself and look after us when we're old type of thing yeah i think he was like half joking about the like what about being a lawyer type of thing but obviously he sees what i'm doing and i think it kind of makes a lot of sense to him and he pulled up to one of my shows one time and that was really cool so yeah like uh, my dad's really supportive of it like my mum's quite supportive in the sense that she's kind of like, you know, like, do what makes you happy type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm proud of you from a distance. And then there's other people like in in what's kind of become my immediate family that are really supportive. And maybe we're a little bit like biting their nails, a bit scared at first when I started. But now they're kind of like, OK, cool. I see what you're doing. It, it makes sense. I see the vision. Like, this is sick. We're proud of you. So, yeah, like there's a lot of support in the inner circles now, which is which is really cool. But you just kind of have to push through the initial, like, obviously it was frustrating in the beginning trying to push through that initial, like, doubt or whatever that, that everyone had. Because it's like, I don't know what the path to doing music is like, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. So in, in a way it could make you self-doubt, but, you know, you just need to believe in the vision and believe in what you can do. And
1: exactly, that's good though. Yeah, Exactly.
0: After that, like 2018, you first released, was that just literally you threw it out there, or did you have a management
1: or anyone behind you? I didn't have management at the time. I literally just like I wrote the song while I was at college, wrote it in the march, recorded it, mixed it myself. I think I sent it to someone to get it mastered. Did I get it mastered? Damn, I might not have I I might not have (laughs) even mastered that one. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't master it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mixed it myself and just threw it out into the world. Obviously, I had kind of done research on like how to get my shit on like Spotify or whatever. And then I, uh, yeah, I just kind of slapped it on the DSPs or whatever and just let it do what it needed to do. Made a made a visual with like one of my friends. Like, I met this girl that did like film at uni and like she shot the music video on like Super 8 film, which was really cool. So yeah, it was it was very DIY vibes. Yeah, Very but I think it's
0: good. Vibes. Like, you just did it. Do you know what I mean? I think. Mm. We that sit and wait, you know, we wait yeah. and we think, oh, we'll wait for the perfect one. No,
1: if I waited, there would have been no music out. If I waited till yeah. I knew producers, like I literally got the beat from YouTube. Oh, like, really? Yeah. Yeah. If I waited until I knew people, I wouldn't know anyone. Exactly. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I just kind of... It is of, a vicious cycle. Yeah. So even down to the, if I'd waited till I had a studio, I could go consistently too. I would have yeah. been waiting for ages. So I had to just kind of get started, figure it out, and meet people along the way so I can like refine my process as time goes yeah, on. But for sure. you can't wait to Well, what I've realized anyways, you can't wait for the perfect time or the perfect moment.
0: Yeah, because there won't be really. Yeah. Just There'll always be improvement, which is good, but you can't like let that hold you back.
1: Mm, exactly. Exactly.
0: I had to listen to your latest project. This is not a film.
1: Mm. I really
0: liked it. The title It's telling me something. So does it have a theme? Do you have a concept behind the project?
1: There is a theme. There is a concept. And obviously when I made the songs, the concept wasn't there. So what basically happened was the title actually came before the concept made sense. I'd written the title down. I keep a list of song and project titles. And most of the time I don't end up using any of them. But I remember... My mum got me a Polaroid, like a, what's it called? Like them instant film cameras for like my, my 20th. And um, I just kind of started keeping a photo diary. So by the time This Is Not A Film came out, I'd been keeping the photo diary for about a year and a half. During the time when I had the camera and the time when the project came out, obviously a lot of stuff happened during that period of time that inspired like the songs. So the reason why I went with that title was because I was like, you know, everything that's happened that is inspired the music is is things that's happened in like real life. It's not entertainment that I can just switch off and like become disconnected and detached from after I've you know had my fair share of entertainment from it. If that makes sense, yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. no, I I really um I'm really feeling these things for this real. This is and real, really yeah. like this is real shit. Like. That was what inspired the title. And then once I had the title I made the cover art and I was like, hmm, like I I really wanted the cover art to be like like yeah, it's a really intimate feeling of cover art. Like I I deliberately didn't go for the larger than life like photo shoot thing, which I love. I, I love the whole like creative directed big extra photo shoot thing. Like that's that's just fun. But But it just didn't this, fit the project, yet, yeah. Yeah, for this project I really wanted it to be like personal and I literally gathered all my photos and like made a little thing it through and I was like this is going to be the cover art because this feels like the journal that this project is and also kind of the play on it being like film photography but I'm kind of obsessed with like instant film and disposable cameras and medium format cameras and stuff like I actually love all of, all of that stuff so yeah it was just kind of fun to make the cover art myself and then like call it this is not a film because it's not, it's real life, you know. Um No, I
0: like that. I like that. And did you work with the same producers or was it a few different producers you collaborated with?
1: There were three producers on the project. So Mercedes to Hades was intellect. There was a there was a version of the song before that that When I had originally written my part of the song, it was to a different beat that was made by a really cool guy called Ryder. And then obviously, like, I hit up Intellect and I was like, oh, I want to, like, play with some different ideas, different version. And um, Intellect made, made this version that's out in the world. And I really love both versions because obviously, like, the beat that I recorded to, for whatever reason, spoke to me and made me go into that part of my mind. And then, like, Intellect kind of shaped this, this world around it this sonic like universe if that makes sense along with Lex as well like when she she made her verse she obviously understood that assignment which made me really happy so um yeah obviously intellect produced the beat for that song and then dark Cloud was produced by a guy in Atlanta um cool thank you like he hit me up ages ago sent me a bunch of beats and then like dark cloud was the beat that I was one of the beats I wrote to. And I really loved that song and I put it out before the project came okay, out. Yeah. And then Just the Sec, which is the first song on the project, was produced by a guy called Arctic Ant. And I remember he sent me the beats and I I, I sat with them for a bit. I don't think I listened to them straight away. Not because I I didn't like them or anything. I just was like, I want to wait till till the right time. And one day it was during lockdown, the first lockdown, I, I opened the the folder that had the beats in it. And I just put my phone on record and then all the feelings started just coming out. And that was the main basis for for just the set. Do you often do that? Yeah, that's usually how I write. Like oh, the really? initial ideas are very much kind of like off the top of, not even, I want to say off the top of my head, but that makes it sound like very like ad hoc. Yeah, like yeah, no, I like, do know
0: what you mean. Like the first initial feeling. Yeah, and,
1: whatever the yeah. feeling is that comes out, I try not to censor it because I'm like, that's probably the closest to the truest, probably closest to what I really want to say, basically. Mm-hmm. I remember the, the whole like hook that's on Just a Set, like the whole, oh, this is dumb and unhealthy, Like all of that stuff. Like I was kind of like mumbling melodies. And then I had the like, I can't myself if I need. Like I had that line from the freestyle. And like the whole first verse was pretty much freestyled as well. And it's funny because I was listening back to like my voice notes from when I was making the project. And I was like, it's actually... Crazy how close to the freestyles the final product is, at least in terms of like concepts and whatever. So I like to write like that. But I also like to like, especially lately, I I I like to actually no. I was gonna say I like I like to put pen to paper from the jump. And I like to do that in terms of like random ideas. Like I might have a random line come to me while I'm travelling on on transport or whatever. But generally, I'll like write with like my guitar or write to beats and just kind of let whatever's in on my heart or whatever. It definitely helps to record
0: because you know when you you sing and then you've forgotten that bit and you're like, no, mm. it couldn't be that. Uh, so
1: you've it's gotta record it's the it. Most, all. It's the most annoying thing, and I learned that from early. So the amount of voice <laughs> yeah. notes I have that's like eleven seconds or something that doesn't make sense, yeah. but I'll listen back and be like, oh. Right. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I was trying to do. It's always just a seed for another idea, and it just sprouts into something, which is always really cool. It's
0: definitely a handy little tool mm. that voice recording.
1: Yeah.
0: Have you got any videos for any of those songs?
1: I haven't. Are you looking to do any? I am thinking about it, but I'm also kind of like, there's new moments to be to be shared. Yeah. Yeah. So. I feel like I don't like to force visuals if they don't if they don't come. Oh, I'm lying. Sorry, I do have a visualizer <laughs> for Mercedes to Hades. It feels like so long ago since I released the project. So much has gone on, and so much has gone on. Exactly that I'm like, wait, what has happened? So yeah, yeah. there was. There's a visualizer, a really cool visual that um, a girl called Shah made. Amazing yeah. visual. Um, Actually, I think I saw that. Yeah. yeah, that's the only visual that's out for the project. That's for Mercedes to Hades. Yeah, that was a concept that we kind of brought to life. But there aren't any for the other for the other stuff. I'm not saying I will never make videos for it, but I'm also like, it's not by force to make visuals, just to have visuals out there. Like if something makes sense if it makes sense to do it, then I will then I will do yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. At the moment I've kind of really enjoyed letting people sit with the music and just feel the music for what it is.
0: Do you have a manager or like anyone
1: who's you're working with? I got Mel, my manager. She's really cool. Um, I met her at the beginning of 2019. And she was like, Yeah, like someone breeze came up with my SoundCloud. And I was like, This is sick. Like, and yeah, she was working like at a label at the time. But she was like, I've never like managed an artist. I really want to get more into the management thing. So it would be cool if we could like work together. So like we started seeing how things went with the management staff and then I was like yeah this is working and we're like we were both like yeah this is working we might as well like officially do the management thing so yeah that's my manager um she's obviously been there from well like when by the time she came on board I'd already had my first project ready to go so she kind of just was there to help me like put it out and like avoid like little rookie mistakes like you know, things like maybe making merch too early or doing things like in, like, just making sure everything was a bit more, like, streamlined, I suppose, and helping me stay a bit organised. And then obviously with This Is Not Film, she was a lot more, like, a lot more involved in terms of, like, helping me just make everything executed well. And I really like the fact that, you know, sometimes people will give us props and be like, I see what you and Mel are doing. Like, we love to see it. And I'm like, oh, this is so sick. Like, we're yeah we work really well together so that's really cool so yes me me and Mel that's that's the team there and then obviously things happen things like branch off from that so yeah does she still
0: work with the label that she was with or no?
1: no 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 she works with a different label now
0: oh okay are you like connected with that label then through her
1: no I'm not signed I'm not signed to anyone yes it's independent definitely and then obviously I got my got my manager and um, we we distributed the project through like a distributor, but like I'm more like signed.
0: You want to keep it independent.
1: I'm I'm not anti-label. I just yeah. think like at the time when I decide to sign, if it makes sense to sign, then then I will do it. Like if everything makes sense, I'm not like oh. you're not looking for it. And yeah. no, it's not even it's not even down to that. Like I just think it's very much like sometimes independent artists like romanticize doing everything completely by yourself and that's not always fitting for everyone, I think. Yeah, yeah. But I also enjoy the process of kind of learning stuff as as much stuff as I can without being heavily like influenced by by a label or being influenced at all by a label actually. Um but like if the time comes where like obviously there's gonna come to a point where I want to do more things and I may need more help with stuff. And if there's a label that fits the vision of what I'm doing, because it's always important to make sure whoever you work with is is traveling on the same trajectory as you in terms of understanding the vision and helping you amplify it rather than you feeling like you're dragged in four different directions. Like, that's the worst thing. So whoever comes on board as far as labels are concerned would need to be in that headspace for me, you know?
0: I mean, I guess there's always... Deals isn't there, so it's not like you're tied to a label and it's something that you know might help you, but you're not necessarily like signing
1: away to f- however many years, you know, yeah, exactly, exactly. there's so many different ways to yeah to to work with labels. What I've come to realize is the more you can do with you and those close to you before a label gets involved, then it kind of makes life easier for you to kind of say. This is how I want to do things. Are you guys able to do that yeah. with me? Yeah,
0: do it first. And then if you get the extra help, you've got like yeah. your yeah. own vision and your path that you know where you're going.
1: Because mm. I know, I know like what I want to do with the music thing as far as like wanting to like expand it and what direction I want to take it in. Obviously, there's a lot of learning to do and a lot of experimenting and a lot of, of, of feeling to do but I know definitely like what direction I want to take it in. And I think that a time may come where a label can help with that and I'm not adverse to it, but I'm also not, I wouldn't be blindly running into something without reading and fully understanding what I'm getting into. Yeah,
0: Yeah.
1: Like I wouldn't want to sign out of desperation is what I'm trying to say. But I also think that labels can be very helpful for some artists and, and if that happens to be me at a point, then I will be happy and grateful and blessed to be able to elevate with the help of a label, you know.
0: But it sounds like you've got your mind in place and you know mm-hmm. what you're doing.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't say I know what I'm doing; I'm still figuring this shit out. Well, yeah, yeah. Everyone, everyone's <laughs> yeah. learning,
0: but you, you seem to have that yeah. like strong. I know where I'm saying my
1: intent. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. don't know what direction I want to go in. Yeah, that's
0: you know, I good. Say. I saw you have. Is it called the Big Beans Show? yeah one pack, one B radio tell me about that
1: yeah so I got that show the whole idea of like having a radio show of my own kind of started as a joke I'm not gonna lie yeah <laughs> I literally, I think a lot of good things start as a joke to be honest. yeah exactly they start as a joke or they start by accident like it's not, yeah it's not too heavy pressure and it's always amusing to me how how like the universe or whatever you want to call it how it works in that sense where it's like when you don't apply too much pressure obviously you set a bit of an intention. You're like, okay, cool. Like I want to do this. Let's just see where it goes. I remember I, um, did a takeover for a different radio show on, on the beat FM, the beat London, Mm -hmm. um, big up Georgia B for having me on that show all the way back in like lockdown. That was also a really cool thing about lockdown. So much mad stuff was going on, but I was still able to do a lot of cool things. Did that radio takeover. And then I must have tweeted. I was like, yeah, like my, my radio voice is sexy. Like someone needs to give me a show. (laughs) And then I like posted it on my Insta story. And then the platform people were like, oh, do you want a show? I was like, yeah, like I do actually. Um, And then yeah, since like April this year, I've, I've been doing the radio show and I've been able to like do some really cool stuff with that like it's it's been my first foot into the door in terms of like having having my own show radio and that's kind of just the start of things it, as far as far as that's concerned like I've had a couple guests on the show like I got to have Lex come on the show and talk and she's just such a blessed and like wise person I think like so we just chopped her up about their stuff and then um, there was a producer, um, producer artist from Canada called Junior T, who's really, really cool. Um, and I got to speak to him on the show, and then I've had a, a couple other guests since then, like my good friend um, Yubiqui or Ubiquai, However, um, we we kind of both say it different ways, but um, yeah, she's really blessed.
0: What kind of chat do you? Is it similar to this? Just like a general? I I, I love to like.
1: Yeah, I love to have my shows like when I have guests on there because there's some shows where I just do like um take over the orcs type of vibe, where I'm like, I'm just going to play really cool songs yeah. that I like right now for you guys, and then there's other times when I, I have guests on the show and I like it to kind of just be like a casual conversation I'm having with my friends, like free flowing, yeah, yeah, free flowing. Like, obviously, there's there's questions I want to ask and things I kind of want the listeners to get to be able to have insight into that I might like already know. So I would like structure my questions in that way. But ultimately I, I like to um, have it just kind of sound like you're listening in on a phone conversation. Like that's where I like to interview my guests. So yeah, kind of like this, I guess, podcasty format. Yeah. Yeah. Play a couple tunes in between and just kind of get to chat about so many different things. Like me and Lex kind of spoke about uh, shared like Nigerian heritage. Cause like I was born here, but like my family, my dad was born in Nigeria. Like my, my mom is like second generation over here, but we're like it's Nigerian blood and stuff. So we kind of spoke about like Nigerian upbringing, well, Nigerian British upbringing specifically. And then like me and Aisha, cause I had Aisha Raquel on, on my show as well. Aisha Raquel, sorry, on my show. And we just spoke about very different stuff, spoke about like how we got into making music and like, romance and, like, love languages. So there's so many different things that I like to speak about on the show. How often do you that? It's monthly, so I normally do it on the last Sunday of every month.
0: Okay.
1: I'm going to try and get one more show in before the end of this year. The schedule kind of changes around Christmas, so whoever's listening to this should stay on the on the lookout. Like, I want to do yeah. that show a bit differently, but I don't want to speak too much on that one. I just want to kind of put it together and then let people see yeah when it's when it's live you can
0: go find that on your page on your instagram
1: yeah on my instagram there's the link to the mix cloud where all the listen back links are and then also i switch on like the listen live link when i'm live so it's the last sunday of every month you can listen live
0: okay cool i'll definitely go check it out as well
1: yeah wait let me do my little let me do my little you are now listening to the big bean show on platform b radio (laughs) 105.5 fm (laughs) <laughs> and online as well if you want to listen yeah you know the vibes love it, <laughs> love it love it love yeah, it
0: yeah, yeah. so what have you got that you're looking forward to what
1: is coming I am looking forward to as usual because that's what every artist I guess looks forward to putting out new music yeah I am looking forward to being vulnerable in a wider spectrum of things because I think that I wouldn't say it's easy to be vulnerable when it comes to like relationships and stuff. Mm -hmm. But I think it's something that you can always trust people to resonate with because we're all connecting with human beings. So we're always going to have something to smile or laugh or cry about when it comes to all that stuff. So I think that I enjoy writing about those type of things because they're real experiences and they're they're things we all kind of experience. But I'm also looking forward to being... to opening up about you know different stuff that happens in life because it's not all the time that I am in my feelings about people I'm also kind of in my feelings about wherever like about myself and where I might be at in life and whatever so I'm, I'm looking forward to opening up about that. Like every time I, I go to make new music, I like to challenge myself to be a bit more vulnerable than I was the last time.
0: Mm,
1: yeah, And so far that's kind of taken me in the right direction. That's kind of where my spirit tells me to go is to be, you know, to just peel away a bit more every time, every time you make something.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's cliche, but it's therapy, isn't it? <laughs> it is therapy.
1: And I was yeah. avoiding using that phrase. Just I know. <laughs> you no, know, you know, I didn't even think I was consciously like avoiding that phrase, but I think it's, 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 um it can sound a bit contrite sometimes because everyone's like, you know, music's therapy to me. Yeah. But it genuinely is, like it genuinely is therapeutic. Yeah. Um, but I've come to narrow it right down to the point that I'm like, my form of therapy is, is being able to be vulnerable because Easy to be happy and smile and be friendly with everyone, but it's not, and it's not as easy to be like not, nah, but on some real shit. Like yeah. <laughs> I'm going through a lot, you know. Yeah. Face without it. kind of making a joke about it, because that's easy as well. Like I can make a joke about it, and sometimes it's not even like as there's there's nuance to quote unquote going through a lot as well. It's not always just like life's shit. Sometimes life's going really well, but you're just really confused about a bunch of stuff. So uh, that's always fun to explore. Yeah, there's so many
0: different angles. It's not just like one. It's not black and white.
1: Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm really looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to being more vulnerable and putting out more music.
0: Have you got any specific projects? Like any singles? Or are you looking to do a bigger
1: um, project? Right now, I want to focus on doing the feeling part right now. That's where I'm at right now. I haven't put a... I haven't put a strict timeline in place just yet, okay. but I know that there's new music coming out very soon. Oh,
0: and everyone can go and check out. Obviously, yeah, like see. everyone
1: just keep an eye out in it. Like it's, it's coming, definitely. Um, it's definitely coming, but um, I don't want to like restrict myself too much and be like, I'm I'm releasing this and I'm releasing that on on at this time and this often. Yeah, I'm just gonna focus on how vulnerable can you allow yourself to be to the point where it's almost scary because I remember when I put out Boundaries I was shook to put out that song because I knew directly what I was talking about and I was like the person who knows that the song (laughs) it was inspired by them hears it it's gonna be very awkward but it wasn't awkward it actually was the opposite actually very Good. I think it kind of made us feel a bit closer it was weird yeah it was interesting so yeah from that point I was like okay I'm not I'm not scared to write about what's genuinely going on in my head because if someone asks me what it's about especially if if somebody who knows where it's coming from asks me what it's about I can just be candid about it because I'm like well it's already out in the world so why am I fitting for want of a better word so as I said, like to come full circle, like I'm not putting a strict timeline on it, but I know there's new music coming. But right now, the stage I'm in mean, is just kind of getting the feelings out coherently into some cool sounding things. It is. It is true. It's,
0: it's okay to be vulnerable. I think it's forget important. That. It's
1: necessary. it's, yeah. it's more than yeah. okay. Necessary mm-hmm. to be vulnerable.
0: Ooh, okay. Well, I feel like we've rounded up everything, and thank you so much for talking to me. Thank you for having me.
1: It's been a long
0: time coming, hasn't it? Yeah, I know. We've been meaning to do this for a while. Oh, it's done. It was lovely chatting to you. And um, all your socials will be in the description so people can go check you out. Amazing. All right. Thank you. Have a good evening. You too. Bye bye. Bye. If the thoughts haven't popped up in your head already, maybe have a think about how you could get vulnerable when it comes to writing material. And of course, go check out Beans' tracks and socials to keep up to date with her Big Beans show and her next releases.